0: A young perspective on hot-button issues around the world. This is The Hub.
1: Hello and welcome to The Hub on CGTN. I'm in Beijing. The China-ASEAN relationship has been a remarkable one, especially in terms of trade. China, of course, has been ASEAN's largest trading partner for over a decade. And most recently, ASEAN has taken over the EU as China's largest trading partner. Now, where is this relationship headed, especially in terms of investment and trade? What are the new opportunities and challenges for investors, businesses, traders, and policymakers on both sides? Today, I'm very happy to be joined by Mr. Ashad Rashid, Chairman of the ASEAN Business Advisory Council, for an exclusive interview. Here's our conversation. (laughs) Chairman Rashid, welcome to the Hub on CGTN and welcome to Beijing. Thank you. Thank you. Indeed you wear many hats you're the head of the energy company uh, Indica Energy and then you also serve as chair of the chamber uh, yes. in your country and also this time around you're the chair of ASEAN Business Advisory Council That's right what do you hope to accomplish by your visit to Beijing this time around
0: Hey this is part of what we uh, is the road show that we are you know we've visited every ASEAN countries we spoke to all the businesses the stakeholders the governments and so forth and then after that, we are now in the, in the roadshow with the ASEAN partners, or countries who are interested to work with ASEAN. So, of course, one of the, our great friends is China. So I'm here in Beijing today, in Shanghai, and actually be going to Chengdu in the next couple of days. What is important is we want to bring the voice of the business. What we want to see is that in ASEAN right now, we are uh, redefining. ASEAN has always been led just by the government, but we do believe that the business sectors should play a role, and so becoming a co-driver in this, particularly when we talk about economy, and a lot of challenges moving forward, and that's why we're here to actually meet with uh, Chinese chambers, Chinese companies, yeah. And to talk about ASEAN, what we are thinking about the priorities conversation that has that's happening in ASEAN today and of course inviting Chinese companies not only large but medium small to participate together and at the same time inviting Chinese companies to participate in what we call the ASEAN Week in September. There will be a lot of series of events from September 1st all the way to September 8th this year. Uh, we have the ASEAN Business Investment Summit and what we, we also have the ASEAN Outlook on Indo-Pacific Forum so all of these are happening in Jakarta, and we would really like to have you know, Chinese companies to participate, and of course, to be able to, to know better, to work together.
1: Yeah, well, we'll be talking about those specific issues. Um, I understand your organization takes the mandate of taking into account the feedback of private businesses, but for the moment, I want to ask you broadly about China-ASEAN relations, sure. uh, which is remarkable. If you think about it, China- is currently has been actually ASEAN's largest trading partner for over a decade and most recently ASEAN takes over the EU as the biggest trading partner for China. Uh, If you think about the upgraded uh, free trade agreement, the RCEP RCEP over there, how do you look at where this economic and trade relations is between China and ASEAN?
0: No I think we, we should take this to a higher level again to strengthen further. Yeah, this relationship between ASEAN and China. As you mentioned, the RCEP yeah, is ASEAN and, of course, other countries including China. Trade agreements between Indonesia, for example, and China, we are now upgrading that also, right? So I think what we are seeing is after this pandemic situation, we see a new normal, a new reality, yeah? And especially with what's happening, you know, unfortunate conflicts in Ukraine and Russia, and what's happening in the world? Uh, let's say how U.S. and China the relationship in, on, on on trades today. So this is the part that we we do believe in ASEAN that we want to work with all. We want to show that message very clearly that you know we want to we don't want to choose any country. We want to work with all, and this is one of the way that we see that there's a lot more we can do together. But it is also important for China to respect that. You know, in ASEAN, we need your support also. How to strengthen our regional supply chains? Yeah, because once we have also strengthened our regional supply chain in ASEAN, we can be part of the global supply chains and be be part of you know the supply chain for even for um, for, for for China. I take an example of electric vehicles, right? This is one of the uh, strategy in ASEAN that our president brought to this uh, conversation in ASEAN, originally it was in Indonesia, we call it the electric vehicle ecosystems. And now it is an ASEAN strategy. So now we say, okay, please, let's participate. And we are very happy, I mean, uh, a Chinese company, CITL is already in Indonesia today, and many others. And, but what we want to see is not the large, just the large corporation, but we want to see the medium sized the small companies of, of China to work more
1: with ASEANs. And that's, I think, one of our main goals. Yeah, I'm sure there are a whole lot of interested parties going on now that COVID uh, is uh, almost behind us. You briefly touched upon the rivalry between Beijing and Washington, and you recently said during an interview with Nikkei Asia that there is emerging over there an economic Cold War which has forced ASEAN countries to create quote-unquote China and non-China portfolios for their products. Yeah. Can you elaborate? I mean, we are living as something
0: that is very unfortunate, uh, the way we look at it. I mean, but the reality today, yes, I said that it is today already we are in an economic cold war. For us, again, as I say, we want to work with all. And but what's happening today, you know, it seems that the world is in the supply chains of the world, after the pandemic, there was the breakdown of the global supply chains. Of course, there is this regional supply chains happening. But again, now this global supply chain is coming back with not just one, but two, unfortunately. Now it's like, you know, there's a China and non-China, per se. And for us, I mean for ASEAN, for Indonesia, we want to work with all. And we want to participate in any supply chain. For us, is we want to do business. Because all our goal is about prosperity. For pres- prosperity for our people. And in order to create that prosperity, we have to make sure there is an economic growth in our countries. And we want to be able to actually create revenues for our companies, for the people at the end. But uh, it seems that the world is dividing. And it seems that, you know, economically, there is these two supply chains happening. And for us, we want to be agile. We want to be adaptive, innovative, and resilient to this.
1: Obviously, some countries are ready to sacrifice uh, their bottom line for uh, what they allege to be national security concerns, Uh, you know, this repeated rhetoric of de-risking, firstly initiated by policymakers and parliamentarians in Europe, and recently uh, got picked up and repeated by politicians in Washington. How do you look at that, de-risking?
0: No, it's like this, right? Number one, there is this value in Indonesia called unity in diversity. You know, it is our symbol. You know, if you look at our uh, national symbol, there is this bird called Garuda holding these words called Binnika Tungalika, the unity in diversity. We respect the perspective or, you know, the differences. But if we can unite, actually, that becomes very strong. So, for example, what's happening today? We respect the views of the EU. We respect the view of the US. We respect the the view of China and every country in the world. Perhaps, as you mentioned just now, there is a burden to the consumers with what's happening, right? With this, what's happening in the, with the new policy in EU or in the US. But for us, that's for the US to think and for the US to uh, analyze and to decide. And same thing with EU. You know, we have a goal. We want to be like China. We want to be like the US. We want to be like EU, you know. We want our country to prosper, you know, in the whole of ASEAN. That's why we have a vision now, you know, the ASEAN vision of 2045. Yes. Indonesia, too, have this vision of 2045. Indonesia, we want to be number four, number five, economic of the world, right? We want to be an advanced country. We, we don't want to be just this developing, emerging country, but we need the help of all the partners. For example, with China, we like more Chinese companies to invest in Indonesia, to work together with Indonesia. But, of course, the U.S. and EU, we also invite all of them, say, let's, let's work together. Let's invest in Indonesia. So that's how our, what we see.
1: Talking about investment in uh, ASEAN countries, uh, many of our friends in China expressed interest in investing in emerging markets such as Vietnam, uh, taking advantage of the relatively low la- labor costs and uh, very lucrative uh, government policies. For example, corporate tax-free for the f- first two years and then 50% off for the next four years, yes, yes. Uh, so on and so forth. What do you identify as opportunities for Chinese investors to Indonesia in particular and ASEAN at large?
0: No, I, I see tremendous, you know, what, well, what's happening in ASEAN. i take one example is Indonesia, right? Recently, you know, we just actually reform, uh, you know, we've, uh, we call it the omnibus law. You know, so many reforma- uh, transformation that we are doing, our president, from the uh, what we call the new job creation law to make investment easier. Now, we just recently, actually, at another omnibus law, what we call the health omnibus law, in which we want to open up the health industry. We want to see how we can work with others in various with technology, with physicians, doctors and all globally, like for example with China. So there is a new transformation of this health industry. And I think there's this health industry ecosystem, there's a lot you can do, whether it is vaccination, medicines, hospitals, clinics and all and these are great opportunities. Yes. And also uh, another opportunity if the, our new capital city, the, we call Nusantara. That is something also as a new center of growth. And a center of growth not only for Indonesia, but for ASEAN. Because it's located in Borneo. This new capital city we have, so we call it ourselves Kalimantan. But the whole islands, is so there is Brunei there, there's Malaysia, which is Sabah and Sarawak, and then of course the Kalimantans, which is then the Indonesian side. So we say, hey, this is a new growth for not just Indonesia, but also for that. So there's a lot of opportunities and a lot of government incentive. That's this initiative on the capital city, for example. You know, the government is saying, hey, anybody who works there, for example, in the capital city, will have zero income tax for the next 10 years. That's very attractive. Then, of course, 50% of your income tax for the next 10 years. That's attractive. Then, incentive of other incentive programs of pioneer industries and so forth. So, for Indonesia, ASEAN is doing this. We are transforming ourselves. We want to welcome more
1: investments. I have a very impressive set of data. Population 650 million. Yes, growing. Um, And it's growing. Growing? Yes. By 2030, 70% of the population in ASEAN will move into the middle class. Yes. And per capita GDP currently is over 4,000 US dollars, GDP growth 5.2%. It is growing by all accounts. It is. And very young demography. And particularly
0: uh, by Indonesia, by the Philippines, very young demography, right? And you can see that the ingredients of growth. Besides that, we also have what we call the uh, ingredients for sustainable development. For example, we talk about carbon credit, and we talk about carbon credit. We talk about forests. You know, you
1: know that ASEAN is called the lungs of the world. A lot of so the has the Amazon. Visit. Yeah, <laughs> when I visit Brazil, people call the Amazon the lungs of the forest too. But, yes, yes. um, but without respect, yeah. of course, no, 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 Indonesia.
0: No. no, no, it's true. But there is these two lungs. The largest Dama, archipelago South in the South world. America and also in here, in, 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 in ASEAN, right? And more than that, we have a lot of natural resources. For example, nickels, right? That is you know, one we have to, to create uh, for batteries as an example. We have the bauxite, we have all the others, you know, the uh, silicon. So we have tin, we have many other things. And gold, silver, you name it, right? So besides the people population, the richness of the human, there is also the natural resources. So the ingredients is there, but we need more investment, we need more technology, because we want to create also value added. Let's work together and and create this value added in Indonesia, for example, or in ASEAN, in order for ASEAN Indonesia to be able to to create more prosperity for our people.
1: Talking about uh, trade in goods and services, what do you think are the highlights? I understand you're representing a lot of private companies here in China. Uh, What are the new sectors of growth in your opinion?
0: When we, in ASEAN, we agree that one is digital transformation because this one, we do believe that, you know, small, medium enterprises will be able to actually participate and be, you know, be more involved in creating this access to market. So digital transformation, so any businesses in digital, right? It's actually application to all sectors. Second is actually, I mentioned to you about health. The health resilience, so health industries, which is happening all over. Third is actually about a sustainable development. I was mentioning about how we need, you know, energy transition, how we have our forests, but at the same time, how we we want to create more renewable energy uh, in the country in, in all ASEAN, and this uh, creating more a lot of the sustainable businesses, uh, sustainable development business in ASEAN, and of course food food security. This is where the part that we say, you know, we are an agriculture country, maybe in ASEAN, maybe out of Singapore, but the rest, we are all agriculture, and we can do more things in this way. And also, the blue economy, in a way, of we uh, Indonesia particularly, we have an ar- archipelago, we have 14,000 islands, we have more of the seas, rather than the water, than the, the land. And there's a lot of opportunities to have seafood. And this is food. And this is the part that I think all of us can participate in this and you know, how to become that, that food
1: uh, supply chains to the world. So tour think. also tourism, no? Of course. If you think about Thailand, uh, of Thailand, Indonesia, of course. the yeah. Philippines. Yes. The scuba also, diving, uh, the heaven of scuba diving. Yes.
0: Yes, exactly. We need more. That's why we're building infrastructure first. There's so many beautiful places. You know, you, if you go to Papua as an example, right? You can see, we call it Raja Empat. You can see the water depth all the way, you know. It's very nice. And and that is uh, Labuan Bajo. In Thailand, of course, Vietnam. And, of course, Malaysia is also building up more. And others, so, Laos, everybody, yeah. So tourism is one more thing. And, but one thing is also interesting that I just want to mention to you is how we are actually introducing what we call the ASEAN QR code, which actually will, will help this tourism and also transaction. This is the ASEAN QR code and we'll be using local currencies, each of us just use our own lo- local currencies and we actually also be able to reduce the cost of the transactions because we don't have to go to international uh, clearances, it's just between
1: us. But oh, Wait a sec, so if you have a Chinese smartphone and you scan the code with their Chinese phone mm-hmm. with the whatever app, for example WeChat.
0: So what's happening right now, ASEAN is making that. And of course, uh, it's all you know. Uh, I do believe it was started with China, with WeChat and all these things. So now in, in ASEAN, we are doing it ourselves. Yeah, each one of us, and then interconnect them be- within us in ASEAN. Later on, the let's say the payment getaway here in China and payment gateway in any country in ASEAN will actually do that uh, agreement clearances so they can use it also. But within ASEAN, we want to do it that also. Indonesia will be able to use Indonesian rupiah. Uh, when doing a transaction. So people from Thai who visited Indonesia, for example, goes to the traditional market, they can buy and using that Thai because it's just an IQ, a QR code.
1: Now, I think that would uh, give a huge boost to tourism.
0: Oh yes, tourism, but also you know, the feeling of centrality, the feeling of you know, within ASEAN they work together, that's also very important.
1: There has been a couple of years since the inception of RCEP, yeah. which is emerging as one of the largest trading blocks in human history. That's right. And then the potential is huge in terms of uh, cutting and slashing tariffs for you know, the, the chunk of the goods and services traded between our two sides. What is the current state of affairs regarding RCEP for businesses and investors and traders?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, one thing, for example, uh, just to, to inform you that RCEP is in a way now we have an office of RCEP in Jakarta at the ASEAN Secretariat yeah, to start with and hopefully to have its own secretariat for the RCEP because it's very important, it's the largest market. But now what we are doing, for example, and we are talking to all the chambers in ASEAN, we say, let's do this, let's simplify this. You know, RCEP is so big. I mean, this is for the companies, you know, for the medium size, small. They want to use it too, but they don't understand what is this RCEP, right? What we are, we are trying to do is, how to make sure that people who do not understand even that can utilize it, you know. Because it's so big, you now we have to simplify it to just a common language, to get it easier. So that people can use that RCEP. So now, we are doing this awareness and simplifying it and creating the platform, so that without their realizing, and they say, oh, I want to sell to here. They are actually applying that. And then with now with all this chat GPT and so forth, right? It will be easier also to get this, you know, people asking questions and say this is the way to do it. So now is how this RCP can be simplified in language, per se, so that people understand and people use them. And this is our work right now. This is what we are doing, pushing, not in India, but the whole of ASEAN and of course Indonesia.
1: What would you identify as the major challenges and obstacles uh, faced with the ASEAN businesses when it comes to you know, uh, engaging with China, their Chinese counterparts, uh, entering into the Chinese market and maneuvering through the myriad of policies and regulations? Interaction is one thing. It's communication, right?
0: And how to be able to have this easier communication between us so that more can work together. We need this kind of, uh, like for example, platforms for everyone to understand. It's like a machine. You have an engine. Now, but this engine is like a car that you can actually drive it 150 kilometers per hour or 200 kilometers per hour. Right now, we're already pressing this. But right now, it's uh, 40 kilometers, 50 kilometers. We want to push more, but we need to understand more. And this is b- back to utilisation. Yeah. The more they utilise it, and the more people will say, okay, we need this more. So we need to actually improve continuously. So I, you know, I don't want to say that there is one challenge or two challenges. There is always challenge, because there is no perfect world. And what we need to do is to improve this. So I want to get a positive thing about this is, there is this RCEP. It's new. Let's work on it. Let's utilise it. Because we wouldn't know the problem if not being utilised. And so far, thinking all sides, everybody is thinking very positively. Wanting to work always continuously to say, okay, what's needed? What's important to improve? Let's improve it. But utilization of it is key. That's where we want to push first today.
1: And also, can you explain to our potential investors, uh, business owners, uh, they want to understand more about ASEAN because ASEAN, Uh, It's not just a monolithic whole when you think about it. Uh, They have different member states, have different political systems, uh, different religions. uh, They span uh, different geographies uh, in that very important part of the world. How would you explain to them about what ASEAN is all about, uh, maybe mainly from a business point of view? From the business point of
0: view, is number one here. I think we have shared
1: values between China and ASEAN.
0: One thing that is important, that's alignment. And after that is that all of us uh, are very open, character-wise, open hand to the business, especially with China. And that's why it is, I think, important for the Chinese to start, you know, the tourism. Just come and visit, because at the end of the day, you have to see the people and try the food. I know it's very simple, but that's how it started. You go in there, visit ASEAN, try the food of each one, talk to the people, that's number one step. Then, visit, for example, you know, we always have this ASEAN Week and what happening this year, for example, we'll have what we call the ASEAN Week from September 1st to September 8th. We have series of events called the ASEAN Business Investment Summit and also the ASEAN Infrastructures in the Pacific uh, Forum. This is like this kind of forum. I think it's good f- for Chinese companies to come. All the ASEAN businesses are open to the business. Open to to do uh, business with a Chinese company. And there are already so many Chinese companies actually there in ASEAN. Learning from them or for example, for ASEAN Business Advisory Council, we are open to to actually if they need to uh, assist. And each of the country, they have their own chambers and they have this called usually what we call the business desk in which we are very open to have inquiries and to help And means to come and and to see how to do business.
1: I think uh, I checked the list of three or four of the ASEAN member states and have a long way to go. Yeah, of course. I mean, if you look at the whole of
0: ASEAN, there's 10 countries. Each of the countries are very much different. But you can see, you know, like for example, there's Indonesia, Malaysia, Singapore, Thailand, Vietnam and all, but even Myanmar. I was in Myanmar because I say, yeah, politics is politics. For us, business to business approach, people to people approach are very important. So when we went there, for' us take an example, and we, are, we were informing them about this ASEAN, ASEAN QR code for payment. And I was there and they said, you know, we, the Myanmar, we want to participate. We want to be there. So this year he said they will finalize their standards of QR code in Myanmar and hopefully by next year they will want to join. So I can see even Myanmar in this uh, digital world of transformation,
1: they are there and they want to be part of this. I understand that uh, you guys have been in talks with Bank of China people to discuss uh, steps forward when it comes to mutual recognition of their own currencies, uh, aka QR code. That's right. I mean, this is important, this is good. You know, Indonesia already
0: have this, uh, for example, the agreements within that. To do more, let's say, if you can use Indonesian rupiah or China, yuan, and all the local currency, why not? At the end of the day, I think, we all respect the sovereignty of each one of us. And I think we we also have to think how to reduce costs. Yeah, yeah, it's reducing costs, right? And it's good for business, and so we're supporting all of
1: those. We're marking the 10th anniversary of a very important initiative uh, here, that is the Bound and Road Initiative, involving over 100 countries right now. Uh, How do you look at the merit of this initiative?
0: I mean, when it was introduced in the very beginning, people have a lot of questions. But I think actions speak itself. I, I can see what's happening. I was in Laos and I saw this railway, railway yeah. and how this connectivity from Laos to whole ASEAN. For Laos it's like, wow, you know, I, we got this. If not, they're trapped inside, right? Only land. <laughs> <laughs> Landlocked country. Landlocked country, that's right. So now I can see that. And that's part of the One Belt, One Road initiative. And, and I, I do believe that's very important. To give this access of trades and investment, I can see how you know Laos, for example, now the the gate to ASEAN and how the connectivity to Singapore, to Malaysia, and so forth. And I can see how Laos all the way to, to Vietnam, China, in, until Europe. And we do believe that infrastructures is very important for the development. Indonesia has been pushing infrastructures, you know, but our President Widodo for the past ten, you know, almost ten years since his first term pushing for these infrastructures. I mean, at the end, we need the infrastructures if people want to invest in that. And so I see the skepticism of the beginning until when we see today, I think actions, we can see the actions. And we do love actions, not just the talk, but putting where the money, where your mouth is. And I think that's what happening with Oboe.
1: Chairman Rashid, thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you. That's all the time it. we have, but um, thank you oh, so appreciate. much for visiting us. hope you enjoy the rest of your trip. Thank you. appreciate it. <laughs> that will do it for this edition of The Hub on CGTN. I'm Wai in Beijing. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you again next time.